0: It's August 5th, 2020, and welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we will have Katie Arita Chang. She's the Director of Communications and Public Affairs over at the Chamber of Commerce, and she's here to tell us about the virtual job fair coming up called Hawaii is Hiring. And then we'll be joined by Dr. Jenna Wallace, and Dr. Uh, she's a doctor of veterinary veterinarian medicine and of course she's with uh, telepets.com and we got Dr. Neil uh, Chowhan, and he's an MD at We Prescribe and of course we'll talk about telemedicine for both humans and pets but now I want to welcome Katie Arita Chang she's again the uh, director of communications over at the Chamber of Commerce and they've got a virtual job fair coming up called Hawaii is hiring welcome to the show Katie.
1: Hi Bert thanks so much for having me.
0: Now, this is interesting because, you know, as we are all, you know, sort of social distancing and using tools like Zoom, you know, a job fair, which obviously, you know, there's uh, there's definitely a situation here in Hawaii where there's a lot of unemployed and, you know, you'd like to see if there's ways of matching them up with uh, potential employers, uh, but it's hard to physically all get together in, in, you know, like the, I don't know, convention center or at the NBC so this this uh, virtual job fair is kind of an interesting concept. Uh, tell me a little bit about it.
2: Sure. So our first virtual job fair is on August 12th, um, next, a week from now, from 8.30 a.m. to noon. And it's all virtual, free for job seekers, and it'll feature several different things from speakers from Indeed to Microsoft to connecting directly to 14 different employers and resume building as well. And, you know, we just really wanted to make sure that We're able to meet a need, um, and the Chambers had to pivot just like so many of our small business members are, and our education and workforce development team has really done great work in ensuring that we could really help Hawaii job seekers connect with jobs that are out there.
0: Now, you said something about uh, uh, 14. Uh, Tell me some of those names again.
2: Sure. So we have everyone from the banks, American Savings Bank, Mm -hmm. Hemick, to healthcare positions, and Home Depot, and these are positions across the state, so it's not just on Oahu. And we really want to make sure that um, neighbor island job seekers are able to participate as well.
0: Uh, do you have a sense as to uh, how many jobs are 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 out there, and and um, you know what could potentially be filled by the the people that participate? I mean, what's the what's the numbers? Are we talking about hundreds of jobs? What's it look like? Sure.
2: So, for example, Home Depot has 90 positions that they're hiring for.
0: Nine zero, all, 90?
2: nine zero ninety nine zero nine zero, and okay. that's just one of our employers. Mm-hmm. And you know, through our broader Hawaii's hiring site and effort, um, there are over thirteen jobs, thirteen thousand jobs. I'm sorry, in Hawaii that have been posted in the last thirty days.
0: Wow, that's great. So, uh, tell me a little bit about the platform that you folks are using.
2: Sure. So we're using a virtual software called Hopin, um, and it's similar to Zoom, in which people will be able to have see each other over video. Um, and talk to each other. Um, and you'll be able to do different things. For example, our speakers will be on a stage, so everyone can go on and watch the stage and watch our speakers from Indeed and Microsoft. And um, we also have State Senator Jarrett hmm
3: And,
2: um, or you can choose to go into a networking room with an employer, and 10 people at a time will be able to meet with an employer, see them, um, and apply directly from the Hopin platform. Or you can choose to go into our resume building room um, that will have two people at a time and actually get basically one-on-one advice on building your resume.
0: Oh, that's great. So do you suggest that people actually start, uh, you know, the job fair at 830? So that they, yes. you know, it's all it's all sort of, uh, um, it's not asynchronous, right? It's all synchronous. So you have to go when the actual event is taking place.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, our speakers that are going to be on stage will be... Um, Throughout the morning, so we definitely encourage everyone to stay for the whole morning, mm-hmm. stay for all the speakers, and in between the speakers, we built in times to go talk to employers who do resume building.
0: And then, uh, so then people can actually what do interviews uh, during during this uh, job fair.
2: Yeah, so it um, varies by company, but each company will have representatives there that work directly in HR. That um, if if they're not doing interviews, they'll tell people how to apply and tell people about the open open positions. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And then uh, then of course there's uh, there's uh, the the after the job fair uh, interaction between the em- employer and the potential employee. Yes,
2: yeah, so they'll be able to go onto a site to apply right from Hopin. Uh, that's also why we encourage everyone. We wanted to provide more opportunities than just meeting with employers. And we encourage everyone to do the professional development because it focuses on how to apply for jobs and the job market during COVID specifically. Mm -hmm. So um, handling things like video interviews or different things that people might not have, you know, had to do before that we're all having to learn in this new
0: environment. Oh, no, that's great. That's great. So uh, do you get any kind of stats after the event? Uh, You know, maybe I know it's not going to be hired immediately. So how will you kind of keep track of the you know, the actual results of people getting jobs.
2: And so we'll definitely do follow-up with our employer partners that mm-hmm. we're working with to make sure that um, that there are great results and that we're able to share those results. Um, we have nearly 200 people registered already, um, but there's still a week left, So we, and it's totally free. So we encourage people that, you know, maybe looking for a job or just even looking to upskill to, Learn about the resources that we have and listen to the speakers.
0: Mm-hmm. And what would uh, what would be uh, the the uh, capacity? I mean, you have two hundred. I mean, what could you accommodate?
2: Um, so we could accommodate on the platform itself up to a hundred thousand participants. Obviously, you know, we'll make sure that if there if we have a capacity that we that's met, that we are able to still serve everyone in a way that connects them with the employers that they're looking for. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that sounds great. So tell me again, where can people sign up to, uh, to join this uh, uh, virtual job fair?
2: Sure, so you can sign up at www.hawaiishiring.com, and Hawaii is spelled out.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, again, it's on, it's on uh, Wednesday, August 12th, which is next week, Wednesday, and what, it starts at uh, 8.30 and goes all the way to what time?
2: 8.30 until noon.
0: Very good. So I'll put that up on our show notes. Thanks, uh, Katie, for joining us.
2: Thanks so much for having me. I
0: appreciate it. And of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Dr. Jenna Wallace uh, from telepets.com and Dr. Neil Chowan from We Prescribe. And we'll talk about telemedicine. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hawaii Naturopathic Retreat Center.
0: Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe, and of course, I'm happy to welcome Dr. Jenna Wallace, who's a veterinarian over at uh, Telepets.com, and Dr. Neil Chowhan, who's an MD at WePrescribe. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Thank you.
3: Thank you, Beth. Thanks for having us.
0: Now let's start with uh let's start with uh Neil, because I know that uh, uh there's a relationship between telepets and we prescribe. So kinda give us the the big picture and how, how these pieces fit together.
3: Sure, so yeah, so we prescribe was a kind of original platform where we see patients, humans, uh for a variety of health conditions general health measures, what people would typically go and see their PCP or go to see an urgent care for. Uh, And more recently, we decided to also launch TelePets, which is a a veterinary service. Uh, We kind of wanted to try and help our community out the best way we could, and I think it just made sense for us to be able to have the option and offer that in terms of being able to see pets, especially around this pandemic.
0: No, that's great. And and, uh, Neil, so... Tell me a little bit about i mean you've um you've had a long history in in telemedicine and and you were telling me before the show that that uh you've you've got a lot of um, um patients uh in in London or europe uh and that you know that i think t- something to the tune of like fifteen thousand so you know that's a, that's a lot of patients that you're you're actually seeing
3: yeah so yeah i have a lot of experience with telemedicine as you can probably tell from my accent i'm from England um and i started doing telemedicine when it was still a kind of a, a relatively new concept and uh, i still to this day um do see patients in england and europe uh for kind of uh, telemedicine consultations and really it was that experience and the sheer number of patients that i've seen uh in different places that kind of brought us the idea of offering this service and bringing it to hawaii so uh, you know we have a very unique kind of demographic here in terms of you know geographical locations some of the uh, difficulties in terms of access to health care and so um even before you know the covid pandemic, we knew there was a a big need for a service like this and especially with the pandemic uh, you know v- virtual care is is here to stay and can clearly help ac- access healthcare health for patients
0: so would you would you say that uh, the percent of patients that you do or see via telemedicine tele uh, you know telehealth is what what's what is the percentage versus let's say in the office?
3: Yeah, I mean it definitely changed recently. I would say you know for us personally, we've probably seen a thirty to forty percent increase in the patient volume since kind of the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, you know, in terms of different resources and worldwide, I think it's it's significant in terms of the, the number of people using kind of uh, you know, virtual health consultations.
0: So I I take it then. Prior to the pandemic, uh, you were actually seeing patients in in your office, uh, and then when it did hit, then then uh, telemedicine became uh, much more uh, a preferred delivery mechanism.
3: Yeah, I would say uh, you know virtual kind of consultations were already popular kind of before COVID. Uh, you know, I think the convenience, the, the ability to speak to a clinician from anywhere, or the comfort of your own home. Using your computer, your your phone, uh it definitely is, is convenient for people. Uh but we definitely did see a, a surge uh in terms of people wanting to use these sorts of uh, remote consultation with the pandemic.
0: hmm Now, Jenna, you know, with uh with the um uh telepets, did uh, is the platform that you're using uh just a sort of a replication of the platform that uh, we prescribe uses? I mean how does was it an easy easy sort of duplication of, of the, the platform functionality?
1: Well, yes and no. Um, our, I had to design different questionnaires um, mm-hmm. for each species. So, um, you know, the question that I would ask about a, a dog would be different than a cat. And things such as age and, and whether it's been neutered or spayed or birds, or fish, so all the questions are going to be different for each species, so we have to come up with a questionnaire for each species. Um, and then oftentimes, because pets can't tell us what is wrong or where it hurts, you know, a lot of our information we gather is either from the history taking, and then uh, 90% of it is from the physical exam, and so without having this physical exam, the questionnaire is extremely important, and those small details um, are really important. So. It's similar to the human platform, but, um, but it, is, it is different. Um, and, of course, we have like different differentials and diagnoses, but um, it's, it's similar but different in its own way.
0: So the questionnaire, does the questionnaire take place during the consult, or does that some, is that something that the, the owner will go through and then they'll go on to the, the telemedicine platform?
1: So they sign on, and then they complete um, the questions. Um, and then, prior to the appointment, a few minutes prior to the consultation, I will review the the, the, um, the questionnaire, and then um, then it will get to see. And then and then I'll see the client afterwards. Um, but there are certain things that you know, if the patient is having respiratory difficulty or something, they don't get past the questionnaire. That's a automatic. You go to the ER. Telemedicine is not appropriate. You may need more um, more care. So so it, it depends on on the signs and the symptoms um but yeah they fill it out prior and then I can read a little bit about the patient and that way I'm well prepared for the consultation.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And and uh Neil when when using the system I mean what is it what is it based on? I mean if if you were to uh be be showing this to somebody face to face what would be what would we be looking at? Are we looking at a computer and a, and just a program or what is what what constitutes this telemedicine system?
3: yeah so it's um you know, it's a proprietary platform that we kind of designed and built uh, in terms of the patient facing aspect we try to make that as as easy and seamless as possible. So essentially if you were to go to the we prescribe website, you would then click on a condition that you need help with, and we have essentially smart questionnaires that are of collecting kind of the pertinent information, also looking out for any kind of worrying signs or symptoms that would warrant a more kind of urgent or a physical assessment. And uh, the patient would go through those questions, and then they would be able to schedule an appointment for their video consultation with the clinician. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have, you know, the safety is paramount here. So once those questions are kind of filled out, that's reviewed by what we have as a clinical coordinator that's helping the patient get through the kind of process if, you know, if they need some help or guidance, and then it's also reviewed by the clinician prior to the consultation. So it all happens very quickly, but there's, there's lots of um, you know, parameters in there to ensure that it's kind of safe.
0: And on the, on the uh, patient side, what is it that they need in order to interact with your system? When you say video, are they obviously they have to have a, a, a camera, a laptop. I mean, what do they need to be set up with?
3: Yeah, so, so it's pretty much any smart device, uh, a phone, uh, uh, a laptop, a computer, or a tablet. Uh, any of those things would suffice to be able to do a, a video consultation on the platform. Um, and right now, uh, with some of the legislation changes around the pandemic, we are able to offer phone consultations too. So right now, I'd say we have a we have 50% split in terms of people that want to do a video consultation versus a telephone consultation.
0: And and uh, do the the um, I guess the uh, claims. I mean, are they are they a little different for one versus the other in terms of? Uh, uh, we,
3: we it's pretty standardized from our end. So uh, what we are able to do is provide patients with a an invoice and they all the notes that the doctor writes are front facing. Mm-hmm. What that means is the patient sees all of that in terms of you know the diagnosis, the history that's been taken. The differential diagnosis and the plan it's all written in a way that's very clear and, and able to understand by the patient and so they, they have that copy of their consultation notes um, as well as the kind of invoice in terms of um, the kind of consultation that, that's been undertaken if they need to submit that for any sort of uh, claim.
0: It sounds like your practice uh, was sort of designed from the ground up around telemedicine is that correct?
3: Yeah, so we started as a telehealth company. So uh, we started off with these uh, essentially see, uh, treating common ailments, uh, the urgent care PCP-type issues, and we've expanded from there. So we've been, we've now kind of launched mental health services so people are able to see a therapist, um, as well as pediatrics, so kind of looking after children. Um, and one of the um, things that I think has really helped the community has been our fast track covid screening and testing so we're able to uh, assess patients in terms of a screening questionnaire and then arrange testing the same day and results come back within 24 hours
0: you know I, i'm i'm actually kind of curious when i think you've uh, sort of spent a good amount of time in in england and and built a you know been, built a, um, a patient clientele there and then moving moving to hawaii i'm i'm kind of curious what it took to develop a, uh, you know, a clientele here in Hawaii, uh, and and what it took to, I guess, you know, build the confidence that the uh, the the service could be delivered via via telehealth because uh, you know it's it's people are used to coming into the doctor's office, right? So anyway, I want to hold that thought. We'll hold that thought. This is a that's a teaser. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Is a short break to continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Jenna Wallace and Dr. Neil uh, Chowin. We're talking about telemedicine. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Chaminade University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company.
0: Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Dr. Jenna Wallace from telepets.com and Dr. Neil Chau- Chauhan from We Prescribe. And of course, right before the break, uh, you know it, it's very interesting that most of the doctors, of course, I you know ever encounter are from you know the ground up. They're they're pretty much uh, in the office taking patients, you know, at their at their um, physician office. And in, in your case, uh, uh, Neil, you've uh, really designed the business around telehealth from, from the ground up. And, I, and right before the break, we were kind of talking about uh, coming into Hawaii. I think you've been here maybe five, six years. How, how was it in terms of uh, building that clientele with telemedicine as sort of the, the baseline?
3: Yeah, I'd say we've been kind of very fortunate. We Prescribe was was launched just over a year ago. um, And with that experience and information that I have from my Europe and and UK work in telemedicine, we felt very comfortable knowing this is definitely an area of medicine that is growing and there's a huge need for it. And then really kind of delving into uh, Hawaii and our kind of unique geography and and how our healthcare uh, infrastructure is. We, we knew there'd be a, a good need for this and a really good way of increasing kind of access to healthcare. So, you know, you know we, we started off and uh, like I mentioned, we, we started off with kind of common healthcare conditions that people would typically see their PCP or go to an urgent care to. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we, we've had a, a lot of demand in terms of people uh, realizing the kind of, the convenience, the kind of the accessibility to the service and uh, the safety of it. So. We have a lot of uh, clinicians, uh, probably have over 20 clinicians now who are all uh, local board-certified clinicians in a variety of fields. So we have uh, internal medicine specialists, uh, family physicians, uh, some pediatricians with the pediatric service that we've just launched, and psychologists that help run the mental health, behavioral health services
0: oh that's that's great and and uh the all the all the services for the most part covered by covered by insurance
3: so it's it's um we, we have a fee for service so it's fifty dollars per consultation, but people are kind of given an invoice and their consultation notes that they are able to submit to their insurance provider for for claiming
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and uh and jenna with uh with the the pets uh version of telemedicine. Uh, what are the typical kinds of conditions you would be would be taking care of uh, using using telemedicine?
1: Um, so they would they're they're for the most part pretty basic. Um, so skin conditions, um, which skin can actually be very complicated in a pet, and mm-hmm. multifactorial, um, and especially Hawaii because we have such um, so much moisture here. Um, we we see a lot of skin conditions, um, and then you know free prevention. You know some owners they don't want to go out in the middle of this COVID pandemic just for a flea and tick prevention, um, or um, you know, just or just advice about dog food, um, things like that. And so I think like recently I I had um, somebody that was in a very remote location and there's limited veterinary um, Clinics out there, and only you know one pharmacy nearby. So, um, in the meantime, until he could get his pet to a, to a vet, you know, I was able to call something into the one pharmacy. So, it's it's um it, it it we we do know that there are limitations to um, telemed um, in the veterinary um, community. I mean, um, like I said, a lot of our our, our diagnosis is made with our hands on physical exam, but there are plenty of things we can help. Um, say somebody um, their vet clinic is closed and they need a the prescription for their pet's heart medications, which are really important, and mm-hmm. they can need to refill. Um, then they can provide the medical records, and I can call in to loans or Costco with whatever they
0: need. What, what would you would you describe? How would you um, how would you describe? Or what would be the most interesting or uh, perhaps a um, challenging telehealth consult for a pet? What was your most interesting kind of encounter?
1: Um, most interesting. Um, so, uh, veterinarians are always practicing tele- tele-med, Um, it, whether we're at a clinic or not. People, clients always call in and always want advice, even when you're in your clinic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say, um, recently, uh, a tortoise on another island um, had some abnormalities in his mouth, and they couldn't get I um, couldn't get a vet to see it right away. Um, so uh, that was one interesting phone call I um, had pretty recently.
0: Um, what what kind of animal was it? A Tortoise. A tortoise. That's what I yeah. thought I heard you say.
1: Yeah, but there's there's um, when it, if they are in that places, we do have to recognize um, that are, there are limitations. I will say the good thing I, I think that telemed can provide is oftentimes pet owners are um, weary to take their pets or they don't think it needs to be seen, and we end up, veterinarians in clinic, we end up with with patients who say, oh, and how long has this problem been going on? Two months, three months, and you're like, wow. So hopefully by providing telemed, they can call in and we can say, hey, that actually needs to be seen sooner, or um, maybe not see so many chronic conditions because people are able to call in and, and, you know, we can advise them, like, here, you can do this for now, but you need to be seen, Um, so... It, it really can help um, encourage people to go in and, and seek veterinary care, um, and and um, help triage. You know, a lot of a lot of owners. Of course, nothing happens between eight and five, right? Everything happens after five. Uh, yeah, right, right. Of child, right? Um, and so, some owners, you know, they bring their their pets in for true emergencies, but then sometimes they bring your you know, you, you, they bring their pets in and and. Like well, that infection probably could have waited, or uh, or oh, I got you know stung by a bee and and whatever, and we just need some Benadryl. Um, but but uh, so it it can help also with triaging. Really, say you know if you have a a dog that's never been spayed and she's vomiting, I'm going to tell that owner you bring the pet in now. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't wait. So mm-hmm. it can actually even help save your pet's life. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, uh, Jenna, are you are you kind of. Uh, uh, one of the, you know, sort of leading-edge uh, veterinarians that are doing telemedicine? Or uh, how, how much have veter- veterinarians uh, adopted or embraced telemedicine?
1: So telemedicine has been a very hot topic um, in the nation right now. So prior to this, it wasn't necessarily frowned upon, but um, it, it's been if the veterinarian and the client knows the limitations. Again, um then it, it has it's been it's starting to become embraced. Um and and at what's happening is veterans we've been practicing, like I said, telemedicine every day. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm sitting at my desk or, or working on a patient and, you know, a random person or a client calls and, Hey, my dog's vomiting, hey, you know, my dog has this, um, what should I do? hmm and so oftentimes we end up, whether we've seen a client or not, we're constantly giving advice or I find myself, you know, I have 24 callbacks a day and I'm talking to the client. So we're always been doing telemedicine. Um, we just, nobody's actually made it into a business, if that makes sense. Um, but it's, it's a hot topic. Um, some people are for it. Some people are against it. But I don't think anybody at this point have any covid would argue against it. Um, veterinary clinics are extremely busy right now. Um, uh, we thought that I personally thought that we would have less business. Nope, nope. People are at home. They are paying more attention to their pets. They're seeing problems that they haven't seen because they've been busy with the hustle and bustle. And so, um, people are adopting more pets right now, and people are paying attention more close attention to their pets and seeing different things. So
0: no, that's um, great. So, so uh, Jenna, where can people find out more about uh, TelePets?
1: Uh, they can go to the website at telepets.com and it is spelled T E L A P E T S dot com.
0: Great. And uh, and Neil, where can people find out more about uh, We Prescribe?
3: Yeah, so that would be www.weprescribe.com.
0: Very good. Of course, Dr. Jenna Wallace is the veterinarian over at telepets.com and it's a division of We Prescribe. And Dr. Neil Chauhan is the MD over at WePrescribe. And, of course, we want to thank you both for joining us today.
3: Thank, thank you, man. It was a pleasure.
0: And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about 5G technology and connecting rural communities. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on Bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome and stay safe. We'll see you next week on another edition of Marks Cafe.